then Taylor Swift is re-releasing Red on, on November 19th. For my own personal mental health reasons, I can't even risk a breakup before that. <laughs> What's up, guys? It's Katie Austin here, and welcome back to Austin AF. Today in studio, I have Kenzie Elizabeth. She is a YouTuber, a podcaster, and she, I just think it's so freaking cool how she bought her own house at age 22. I mean, not a lot of people can say that. So she has some business tips. She has some funny dating stories and how she got started on YouTube since age 16. She's about to come into studio, but first, I wanted to, of course, tell you guys about my weekend because... This was the first weekend that LA is back, and LA is back, baby. We are full on, full capacity. I went to the Clippers Utah Jazz game, game seven, and it was fully back. It actually wasn't game seven, it was game six. I'm such a liar, I'm so bad at sports. But it was game six, and it was was fully packed. And um, I just wanted to say I am learning how to go out with my boyfriend and that prompted and I I say that in a way that like sounds really bad like we're having extreme issues we're not at all but I think some other girls and guys out there can kind of relate to this because my boyfriend and I are a quarantine relationship we've almost been dating like 10 months now and so the entire time that we've been dating bars in LA and clubs in LA have been closed and you know never full capacity restaurants always outside and stuff like that so This weekend was actually our first weekend ever going officially, fully out, no mask, full capacity bar with so many freaking people in the bar around, hot and sweaty, dancing, you get it. So it's so interesting that our relationship actually is probably backwards than any other 20-something relationship that there was before COVID. Because I feel like before COVID, you would go out a few times and always be drunk together and like go out with your friends. And, you know, it was kind of um, an opposite relationship because our last few, our first few months together were like completely sober and like just hanging out one-on-one and being together five days a week and not partying together and being around other people so much and so um, this weekend it was really interesting to see that like we got drunk at a club together and we actually got in our first fight (laughs) he's gonna kill me for even saying this but I think it's really real and I think it's really raw because um, first off fighting isn't fighting isn't always so negative in a relationship I think fighting is actually sometimes beneficial because you can learn and grow in a relationship and find out about the other person. Um, And so I think this fight was actually really, really beneficial. Uh, Basically what happened is I got a table at this bar called Shore Bar and I had some other guy friends come to the table and basically like those guy friends were like drinking all of our alcohol and not paying. And I understood both sides. It was very like, you know, both points had validation in my opinion. And so we are right now, you know, the next day on Sunday, we're like, okay, well, we are just both really drunk and that was really, really stupid. But reevaluating on how to go out together. And honestly, fighting right now for us is probably really good because we've never been in some of these situations. So we're just learning about each other and we're learning what to do next time we go out together. And so first off, don't always take fighting as a bad thing. And I think when some people say like they never fight with their boyfriend, it's not always a good thing. Um, So obviously it can be a really bad thing. But (laughs) in this point of view, I think it was a really good thing. And if you're out there and you're like me and you're a quarantine relationship, um, you know, it, it is a little bit backwards on 
how we did it than most relationships out there. And I think it's going to be really, really interesting actually to see how exactly these quarantine relationships are are experienced in the real world with everything else going on with real life. And, you know, I'm sure we'll have some adversity when he starts to travel for work every single week. When I start to travel for work every single week, he's going in the office four days a week now when we used to work together from home almost every single day. So it'll be interesting. It'll really test our relationship as well. And if you're out there with me, you are not alone. And yeah, I also just want to say one thing. I um, didn't wake up hungover and like for the first time uh, on a Sunday when I should have woken up very hungover because I stuck to tequila sodas the entire night and I had water in between every single meal. So if you are going out this weekend, I mean water every single drink. I just said meal. <laughs> Make sure to have water between every single drink and I promise you guys you will not wake up as hungover as you guys should be. So no sugary drinks. I promise you it works. And now let's get into the Kenzie episode. All right, y'all. I am here. I said y'all because she's from Texas. <gasps> no, I'm kidding. I always say y'all. You're not special. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm here with Kenzie. And I'm so excited because we just came from your podcast yes. too. And so we've been catching up and then we drove together and we were talking all things Dallas, yeah. alcohol, boys. And so yeah. you guys are in for a great episode here. And we have some kombucha flights I'm for so you. excited. So you love kombucha, right? I love kombucha. What is your favorite kombucha? Honestly, health aid. I, Ooh, but I'm biased okay. because I have the uh, like founder of my podcast. That's like I think that's the only reason I say that. Oh, but I actually cool. really do like it. She's so nice. Okay, so first up is the Healthy Kombucha Ginger Lemon. That's my favorite. Mm. I feel like I'm drinking something very healthy. Yeah, it's strong. This flavor, th- uh, there's like a pink apple one or something that I really like too. Ooh. It's not as strong. That, that the ginger is very strong in yeah. that, but it makes Ooh. me feel like I'm like leaving Erwan, so I'm okay. With that. You know what I mean? <laughs> Health is going through my yeah, body. Yeah, I'm like good. This one is rosemary, mint, sage, green tea. Ooh, I feel like I'm gonna really like this one. I love mint for summer. Oh, one's really good. You know what I've been doing? Putting mint in my, oh my gosh, matcha. Wow. So peppermint. Ooh. It sounds so weird. It's so good though. It's very refreshing. That does sound really good. This one, yeah. I love mint in any cocktail. You were the first person who's ever told me that sounds good. By the way, everyone's like, why would I drink that? No, it does. Sound I agree good. with I that. Love in cocktails, mint. yeah. Yeah, in cocktails, in salads, mint is so good. Yeah. Like any summer salad. I'm ugh, just into love the mint. mint. And then this last one is the Synergy Strawberry Serenity. Ooh, I love strawberry. Honestly. That oh, that's my favorite. That might be my favorite. That's my favorite. Yeah. It kind of has like this nice sweet type, like taste. The healthy one makes me taste. feel healthy. The synergy yeah. one for taste. Yeah. What I love really about you though. so much is that we were talking and we drink the same. Yeah. We are definitely alike. Well, I was asking, I was like, so what's your like routine? Like, how does that work for you? you know? <laughs> because we both see each other online drinking. Yeah. And well, I took some of your tips last weekend. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about some of those tips and what okay. you do too. There's a few things. There's a few things. Okay. I've learned to stay away from vodka completely. Okay. For me personally. There was a few solid years where that's like all I drank because it was like Tito's and I'm from Texas and like, Ooh. you know, I'm so annoying. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then they sold conveniently when I was over them anyway. Okay. So is it because Tito's and I mean, not Tito's in general, just vodka makes you more hungover or is it makes you crazier because vodka makes me crazier? I think it's a combination of the two. Okay. I also stopped drinking completely for two years. What? I know. It's crazy. So that's why, like, me, now people are like, wait, what? But I was crazy when I was younger. I was, like, a little bit too crazy, if you ask me. 
which is really saying something it's like that gauge and then um yeah I didn't drink for two years and then I like started I'm 23 I'm gonna live my life kind of thing what was your decision to stop drinking for two years well I was in like a really intense like leadership internship and we weren't like allowed to drink and honestly at first I was like what do you mean and it was the best thing to happen to me like it was actually really good because I was so busy during that time I didn't have time anyways so I didn't really notice that I wasn't and like my friends also couldn't because they were in the program so what kind it of program really, was it? It was like through like a church thing. Okay, gotcha. But it wasn't, it was like the internship aspect of it. And that how was old like were you when you did that? Based. Um, 20 to 22. Like I turned 21 during it. And you weren't drinking on your 21st birthday? No, I drank on my 21st birthday. Okay. I'm out of the program now, so I'm taking <laughs> But like Dang. other than that, but I drank, like it was just too much before and I was over it conveniently. And I'm very much like that. Like I'll be so into something for a long time. Yeah finally decide it's not for me and then whatever so I stopped for a while good for you and then I like moved back to Texas and like it's just like no getting around that it is really hard to give up drinking it's really difficult two years sounds like a lot you know what's crazy I heard you talking about something I think maybe with Pete and something on here probably I'm a big fan of the show Um, (laughs) and it was you didn't drink for 30 days and I remember being like oh my god and then I remember I didn't drink for two years yeah can't believe it so I actually think it was so good for me as well I think 30 days compared to two years is absolutely nothing but 30 days in itself was like wow okay I have so much less anxiety I sleep amazing I say I'm like I have a constant flow of anxiety now and I just know it's from alcohol and I'm like oh my god why am I so anxious today on this Monday oh yeah you've been drinking for four days straight Katie duh but at the same time did you learn a lot about yourself in those two years that you were not drinking yeah and it gave me like a not that I had a problem or even like a really unhealthy relationship with it like I don't want to like go like that far because that's not something I struggled with but it definitely was what I needed at the time. And also it was easy for me because most of my social life had stopped revolving around alcohol anyways. And so like since my friends weren't doing it and I was so busy, it made it easier because I wasn't like whatever. Now my social life is like we're going out to bars and stuff, obviously like a normal 23 year old. So it would be like more difficult now. Yeah. But it's just like I joke about it, but I I like have such an attitude when I say things. Like I drink just like a normal amount for like a twenty three year old. Like I completely it's not, agree. We we yeah. drink Friday, Saturday, and like sometimes socially, um, you know, a dinner Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. No, <laughs> if I want a margarita, like, yeah, like exactly. Yeah. And um, I think there is obviously horrible things about drinking sometimes, and um, you know, you can wake up with a moral hangover and stuff, yeah. and and it's just finding that balance of what works for you. And I think once you found that balance of what works for you, and you can be able to handle it uh I think it's there's not that much wrong with it I don't want to like be ever like a proactive like you should be drinking alcohol but like for me I don't think I could personally give up for two years not drinking just because I feel like our lives and I don't think this is a good thing but our lives are socially revolving around drinking yeah 100% and so that's why it was easier because my life kind of stopped being that way and I will say a lot of people didn't know that I didn't drink like I didn't oh cool really advertise that yeah more so from the fact of like you know when you're out I would always I do this sometimes even now I'm 23 I was 21 at a bar literally ordering a Shirley Temple and like I have no shame but like yeah I mean if you want a confidence builder go up to the bar and order a Shirley Temple hell yeah it's really something but people would think it's like a dirty Shirley like they wouldn't like be like, Kenzie shots, Kenzie get a drink, whatever. Totally. So if you're choosing to not drink, a tip I have is to don't say you're not drinking and get a soda at the bar and like people won't pressure you into it. And I think we live in a world where 
it looks weird if you're not drinking yeah. alcohol. Which, like, is not good. It's not but. good, and it's not okay. So when I was sober for 30 days, <laughs> big whoop, I, I completely agree with you. I actually didn't tell anyone that I wasn't drinking yeah. until the 30 days ended. That's and I kind cool. of had to do it that way because I knew that if I was at a, you know, a restaurant, it would, it would look weird to be like, I'm actually not drinking. And then it's like the explanation why. If you just go up to the wait- waiter with confidence and say, Diet Coke, please, then it's like no yeah. one really questions it. So kind of be confident when you order and don't let your friends give you shit if you're not drinking. Mm -hmm. I just think for me not drinking for two years too, it was such a specific situation. And I never personally like made the decision for myself that I was not going to drink either. That's another thing. I was like had to do it. But it it was like the perfect storm to make it easy to not drink for two years. Yeah. After only drinking for two years. And if all your friends aren't drinking. Yeah. But now I could not imagine doing that. I just don't know how I, I look back at it now and I'm like, I have no idea. I think that's another really good point though, because we go through so many phases of our lives in our twenties alone. And for me, I was actually like in college at uh, around your age actually is when I became like a party girl. I'm not, Mm -hmm. I'm not even like that much of a party girl now. I mean, I kind of am, but you know what I mean? I, I, I wasn't, really a drinker from like 18 or even like 16 when people started drinking until 23 and so it doesn't matter your age uh it just matters like what phase you are in your life Mm -hmm. so if you want to have that drinking phase or that fun party girl phase when you're like 35 so freaking be it you know we all go through those stages in our life that's something i really don't like about social media or being on social media and i think people can just feel this any even if you're not like putting your life online but people will hold you to a decision or like something you did two years ago. And I'm like, I'm not that person. I'm not in that environment. I'm not even yeah. like, that is so far from what my life is now. Like I can change my mind and do something else. Like, totally. I, am I supposed to be how I acted at 16 for the rest of my life? Like, it's just so extreme. Totally. So that is something that is like annoying. But as far as like, you're going to change Like We were talking about your twenties are just so uncertain. I'm like, I'm going to consistently change my mind probably forever. So I like, love that. don't hold on to what I said two years ago. I can change my mind. I'm allowed to do that. You know? I absolutely love that. And I think it's something that we need to take into account, especially in our 20s so much. Um, you can change your mind about whatever it is mm-hmm. in relationships as well. We change as people. And I just think changing is how you grow as a person and if that means that you are changing your friend groups if that means you're changing where you live you know we're supposed to go through all of these things to get to where we're supposed to be 100 percent. and i think for you especially with social media and and you know with me online as well we're going to be constantly changing because we are like in public evolving which Mm -hmm. i think is a good thing because we always have to stick with what's going on in the world as well yeah i don't know why people view change as such a bad thing or i don't know it's just well it's scary it's scary if you are if i'm your best friend and i'm watching my best friend change it could it can be really scary yeah, at first that, 100%. because I'm like, okay, wait, why are you becoming this type of person and what, what's going on? But I think we have to think about it in the perspective that, you know, it's how we're going to grow in life for sure. Yes. I also realize I've said 100% like so much. Same. I, I always say what it. I, I don't know. 100%. Sorry, guys. I, I'm saving the comments now. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I say it all yeah. the freaking time. 100%. 100%. Okay, yeah. I want to talk, go back to um, social media and how, you know, you share a lot online and some people can be like, oh, you're not where you say, like, you know, two years 
years yeah. ago. So let's go back to social media and, you know, exactly what you do on social media. You're a YouTuber. You have like 360,000 followers on YouTube right now. Yeah, I think it's so. a lot of followers, around, but... <laughs> dude. And you have been doing YouTube since you were 16, 16 yeah. which is crazy. So tell me about your process on YouTube and how you've really grown on there. Um, yeah, so I started my YouTube channel when I was, it was like right around my 16th birthday. So that was like one of my first videos. Crazy. Yeah, it was like the... So you've been putting your life online for forever. Yeah. I, oh, yeah. Some of my friends that I'm with now, like people will comment. I'll like share, I'll post a story with us now, like home in Texas. And they're like, oh my God, I remember your sophomore year vlog with them. Or like, it's crazy. Like it, we've grown up together. That's really cool. Um, and I've gone through phases online where I'm more open with my personal life and like more private. It really just de honestly depends on the mood that you're gonna catch me on on like any given day. Um, but yeah, I started my YouTube channel at 16. I actually moved to LA when I was 17. I graduated early. Whoa. I was already ahead on credit, so it just like made sense. Like it wow. was just one of those situations no, still, that worked out. Still, it's amazing. And then I went to college here, and I, that was when I started my podcast. So it was kind of like a natural progression. And yeah, here we are. Okay, but you're kind of I I. I you're kind of like making, we talked about this on your podcast yeah. too, you're making yourself like almost like, you know, lesser than because it's like, what are we doing? You bought a house at 20 freaking two. Yeah, Insane. okay, I, yeah, I, I already You are so it. successful, dude. Like I know everything you do, it's, ex it's extremely successful. So, you know, I wanna talk about how exactly you monetize and have built this because you have been doing it for since 16. I think you can give a lot of tips on how to exactly monetize, mm -hmm. you know? And, and I'd love to hear your advice on that. We were talking earlier about like the conversation around money and how it can be such a weird thing and something yeah. I'm really grateful for from the very beginning. I've had the same friends on YouTube since we started. Like we're still to this day so close. Like that's who, like I call them, I face them all the time. We're in a group message. Like we still talk all the time. Something that really helped me at the beginning was having friends who were doing the same thing as me who were open yeah. about what we were charging. Like there was something that I was doing a deal, so young, had no idea, I didn't have a team, and it was like I charged $250 for something that was supposed to be like $2,000. Like I didn't know. So having an open conversation around money actually was really helpful. Um, I think people look at me because I Good don't point. have like millions of subscribers and are like confused sometimes because podcast stuff's also like private, I guess. but. I just have like multiple revenue streams. So it's like you have your YouTube channel. So that's AdSense. Yes. You have brand deals on there. Um, I've done some like virtual live shows. Like we're going to definitely go into like more touring stuff. Merch. Yay. Podcasting. Um, podcast merch. Podcast deals. TikTok deals. Like pretty much everything. I always joke that. I like find a way to monetize everything in my life, which I actually don't think is the best thing about me. That's cool. But the, here's the problem. I was like, finally, reading is a hobby and I'm not doing anything regarding reading. Then I like start a book club thing on the podcast and then I just like now got like an Amazon book deal. And I'm like, I was like finally gonna have like something else, but it's because I'm lifestyle. So I've branded it that way to where I can do whatever I want. But I think um, having open conversations, then getting the right team around you, that's like massive. Um, and just having like a ton of different revenue streams. When you first started out and you were saying you compared rates with your friends and yeah. stuff, and it's, I think it's so awesome that you can stay loyal to so many you know people in your industry as well. Um, was there any sort of like weirdness of comparing rates at all or was very open? No, I'm a very competitive person when it comes to, I'm competitive with myself. I'm not competitive with people around me, Ooh, which is a you. weird, I think maybe I should be a little bit more competitive sometimes. No, I think it's awesome. I never felt weird. Maybe there was weirdness with it. So for myself, I didn't really feel weird. And I wasn't the one making the most money either. So it wasn't because of that. Um, but no, I never really felt 
like weird about it. I think it's really cool how you can create money off of all your passions in life. And I think yeah. that's really special. You know, it's a and very niche thing. It's a yeah. very niche thing, but you're the walking example. If you put in the hard work to something that you really love um, and, and you manifest it, then you can actually make it happen. And, and it's yeah. so cool. It's so funny being in Texas and like all of my friends, like we just graduated college. So they're like, not even a year into their so jobs. Crazy. And like some of the guys will like make a remark to me, like something and they're kidding and they're not, they don't like mean anything by this. But I'm like, I've also been working since I was 16. I worked nonstop. I didn't even go, like two years, I didn't go out. Like I didn't yeah. drink. I'm like, you're only eight months. It's not the same thing. Like you can't be like, oh, mad that someone's posting an Instagram photo and like yeah. making it. Also, it's not just an Instagram photo. It's years of work up into that. And that's yes. my point. Like it's easy to look at someone and be like, oh, well, they're making X amount of money on an Instagram post so hard. You have to pick a photo. Congrats. But it's like, yeah, but I also like did work for like almost 10 years, like eight years before and like that's where I'm at now, yeah. you know? I'm like, I'm not like lesser than because I right. post an Instagram photo. And I think us as in the quotes influencers get deemed as like, you guys have the easiest job, by the way. So grateful for what yeah. I do. And I, I am definitely thankful, but I think we get deemed as like not working that hard. And I think we now had to like switch the narrative because we were talking earlier and, you know, me being from Virginia, you being from Texas, sometimes it's like, oh, what do you do for a living? And we we're both talking like, mm -hmm. we almost don't even want to get into it yeah, because it's a place of a little bit of embarrassment and insecurity, but we need to be proud of what mm -hmm. we do. And you were saying earlier that, you know, when you started your podcast, it gave you a term like you could say, <laughs> oh, you're a host now. And same, I completely agree with you. And so, um, I mean... I just think that the word influencer get a, gets a bad rep. Oh, yeah, I was going to say 100% and I stopped myself. <laughs> it's so interesting too because people have so much to say about it. And like in the nicest way possible, if it was as easy as everyone says it is, like then wouldn't you be doing it too? You know what I mean? I'm just confused. I agree. Just food for thought. You know? I agree. And since you've been doing this since you were 16, has it been hard at all or any like adversity to be posting your entire life online? Have you ever felt it was like, I don't want to do this anymore? It's never been that I don't want to do it. I think often when I'm with my friends who are like normal and don't post their lives on the, what I mean by that is they don't post their lives yes. to the internet. <laughs> like when I'm out, I'm like photo of the food. Like it's not obvious. I'm very like chill about it, but I'm like, oh, I go somewhere on a trip. And I will think about this. It's like, I have so many friends who you would have no idea that we went to this this weekend or whatever. And I'm like, that, the difference between that, which is such a small thing, um, going through breakups on the internet is annoying. Like, that stuff is like, okay, like maybe I should have kept you <laughs> offline. <laughs> like, um, I think that's the only time. But even then, I'm like, I've learned to be less hard on myself in situations like that, especially when I change my mind about something, whether it be a relationship or how I want to live my life. Because... I am 23, the difference is that like, there's people who follow me on the internet. For sure. And I can still give myself like grace and allow myself to change my mind. Um, but yeah, I think sometimes I'm really oddly private and you would never know unless you're like in my life at that time. But for the most part, I really value being open. Like I like bringing people along. Yeah. It's just a weird thing. I don't yeah. know. No, I completely feel you. And before we get into breakups, as you just mentioned that. <laughs> I think perfect. It's also, <laughs> perfect transition. I think it's also really amazing to note, like you have so many YouTuber friends and so many influencer friends as well, but to surround yourself with normal people is also really important. Yeah. I surround myself with my best friends who are literally completely off the internet. My boyfriend completely off the internet. It keeps me like it's real beautiful. life it's versus Instagram and YouTube and everything else, which is really important. I think as us as, as content creators to actually like, 
be brought down to earth sometimes. I also think it's cool. We were talking earlier about how I really love learning from people in different industries. It's really cool to be surrounded by people who do different jobs than you because I learn about that and I love that. But I do notice like my friends who only hang out with influencers versus my friends who have other friends in different worlds. It's just a very different vibe. It's very different. Totally. It makes me, when I hang out with, this sounds, it's about to come off across like really like, I don't know how well this is about to come across, but when I hang out with my like friends who have nine to fives, it makes me so grateful for what I do yeah. because I'm doing what I love and my friends actually hate their their mm-hmm. finance job or their corporate world job. And so when I hang out with my influencer friends, they are sometimes complaining about like a brand deal deadline and I'm literally, and they're like, yeah, I have to shoot this real today. And I'm like, oh, but oh my God, doing, you yeah. literally do not, you know what I mean? So yeah. it goes back and forth and I understand some influencer complaints at the same time, but sometimes I'm like, Okay, let's like get a bring grip it back on. In. Let's bring it back bring in. It back let's in. reel it back in here. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Breakups. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so you publicly posted about your breakup on YouTube. Yeah. And um, first off, was your ex in a lot of your videos? Oh yeah. Oh, he was. A ton. Well, we were friends before we dated. He's not. I had another boyfriend in like high school who's actually on YouTube too. So like, I, like one of those like young YouTube relationships. Is it cool to go back and see these videos? By the way, like your relationship I, documented. There's like so much with that relationship. Like just, it's just like funny. Like my uh, now actually recently, I don't know why it's in, it's been brought up because I'm with my high school friends and it was like in high school and there's this one video he made that's honestly the sweetest thing ever. But it's, like, so, like, I look back at it, like, they'll watch it because, like, it's funny now. Yeah, yeah. Not in, like, a mocking way. Like, it's genuine, like, a really sweet video. But it's just funny to look back at yeah, yourself totally. at 16. And I'm, like, I can't look at this. Like, it's just, like, ugh. <laughs> um, anyway, so you could say I'm a pro with breakups online at this point. Um, yeah, he was in my stuff. We also were, like, friends before. So it wasn't that I intentionally put him in my stuff. It was that he was already in my stuff. Yeah. But I wasn't planning on dating him at that time. Mm. So that was another thing. And my life at the time it was either I don't vlog at all or he's in the vlogs because pretty much everything we did was was together. together. Not even in the sense of we chose to be together. It was just that we were in the same circles in like every regard. So you guys were together for two years. Yeah, like kind of like a okay. year and a half, I think. Okay. I, when I said that in the car, I'm like, maybe not. Okay, year and a half, whatever. Yeah. Same, same shit. Um, year and a half, two years. So, you know, same it goes, thing, whatever. It goes in and out, yeah. whatever. Um, and can I ask you guys why you guys broke up? It was just like there's – I can't because it's like so uh, okay <laughs> I don't know how to describe this we were just this sounds so cliche and like so like dodging a question but like it was just like not the right fit at all and I've realized it more now as I've gotten out of it right I feel like especially in the time of like my internship like that really gave me like built such a foundation it was like the best thing I've ever done but I feel like I kind of lost a lot of myself through it too and now that we've come out of the breakup, like I couldn't even really tell you details. I think it was just so foggy and like, he was just like so awful. So like, <laughs> we'll go that up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it was just one of those things where now it is what I'm probably the most grateful for in my entire life. In the nicest way possible, like with all due respect to him, yeah. it was just what I actually want is so different now. And I think it is really awesome that you can look back and once say, oh my God, I wanted to marry this guy, but change the perspective. Be like, I'm so grateful that it didn't work out. I'm literally so grateful. I can't even begin to describe it. Because you're also so young. Yeah. You change so so much in your 20s. And, you know, 
if I ended up with the guy that I was dating for five years who I thought was my end-all be-all, like I literally thought I was going to marry this guy within a year of us breaking up. And if I look back, I cannot even imagine myself being with him today. And it's hard, especially when you are like 20 years old and to like 22 and 23 to dating someone because you're still growing up so much. And that's when you're learning about yourself. So you think you like grow up together in what you do. And so it's really awesome to be able to change the perspective in a positive light and say, wow, here's what I learned from it. And here's what I found, what I don't like about someone and what I do like about someone. It totally was not, it's what I wanted at the time, but it's not what I want now. And another thing, when people ask for breakup advice, I always say like, you're going to grow so much and change so much that you will not even want that person. Like you, you will totally, not that like every breakup does this to you, but I'm saying like, in my experience, every time I've gone through a breakup, it's been give it a few months and I, I'm i a different person. Like who I yeah. am at that point doesn't even want that anymore. So that's like one thing. Another thing for like breakup advice though, I don't know who, someone posted this on the internet, writing out a list of things you don't like about someone. Oh my God, yes. That will, you're done, over you're done. Um, The icks that you get yeah. when you do that list, by the yeah. way, you're like, I can never like, go back. It's embarrassing. Like there's things too that I'm like, I cannot believe that I did that, that I was okay with that, that I thought, like there's so many things that I'm just like, very questionable it's also here's the thing because you can sit there and this is what I did for a little bit and I looked at some toxic things that he did to me and I was so mad at myself that I stayed in it or I thought that that Mm -hmm. was okay but instead it's like be grateful that you can remove yourself and be like wow that was so toxic I will never let anyone else do those things to me again yes and I think that is really, really, um, you know, key to think about the bad things because our hearts always remind us of all the good things that we... we... Which is why the list is so <laughs> important, guys. This list, it'll change your life, I swear. I promise you. Do you know what changed my my mind about my ex-boyfriend? What? This is so freaking disgusting. <laughs> I actually wrote a list, too. Um, oh, my God. I'm afraid. <clears throat> oh I'm going to throw up. Um, so my best friend reminded me of this when I was like a little bit sad like the next day and she said that she couldn't take the way he put his finger in his ear and then sniffed his finger afterwards. Yeah, I mean, that's understandable. From that day on, I actually <laughs> couldn't even look at him. I'm not kidding you guys. That's I don't the best him. though. When you find the one thing that you're just like done. Oh my God. No. The yeah. one thing, and it was like the most disgusting little smallest thing ever, but I promise you, you guys, we dated for a whole year, and ever since my best friend reminded me of that ick, I don't consider him an ex-boyfriend. <laughs> you will never, ever hear me talking about him. An entire year. An entire year. year. And I'm literally like, Out the oh, door. wait, him. Oh, yeah, I forgot I dated him. Yeah. I have a guy that I dated that I refused. I blocked it out. I didn't date him. It just didn't happen. It, it just like switches. The, yeah. the, the flip switches. Oh, my... my switch was flipped in the relationship okay I was, what was the what was the switch so many things i mean first off when i say like if i were to like show you like we are so opposite and i don't think either of us like it's one of those things we met this is my when i moved to la so we met out we had the same friend group whatever the first month was fun and then it lasted eight months what i didn't like i broke up like seven times it, he wouldn't leave me alone so it was easier to, horrible and i don't think I don't feel bad when I talk about it because, like, I know he didn't like me that much either. Like, it wasn't, like, <laughs> it wasn't, like, this crazy thing. But I think it was just so easy to stay in it and we had the same friends. Yes. So I was, like, I just moved here. I would never start dating someone when you just moved to a new city, by the way. But I went, met him. Within months, we're dating. And then I was, like, okay, I'm going to find out, have to, like, find all new friends. And it was just so much. 
But we never, I don't think we ever really liked each other. I think maybe the first few weeks. Sometimes you but just, we're just stay different. in a relationship or you stay like hooking up because it's so easy. Yeah. And it's so comfortable. Get out. And it's like, it's not worth your time. And the time and effort that you put into someone that you don't actually care about is just not worth it. It was such but a But I will say, time. it is hard to break up with someone who literally refuses to be broken up with. No. Yeah, and that, you know what? That's what I was dealing with at that time in my defense. I really couldn't. I think finally, I, I actually can't even tell. I, I'm a horrible person. But like, I I did it so many times that it's like you would think, it, and like, yeah, I guess I took him back, but it, what, it, there were just so many things. And I'm like, why do you even want us to be together? We don't like each other. Yeah. Like, why are we here? Yeah, I'm like, it was just so, I don't know. One time, actually, funny, I've told this before. Um, so two ex-boyfriends of mine, I guess one of them ended up living with the second one that I didn't like that much. I know, long story short. I end up at an after party. I've told this story so many times on the internet, it's just so funny. I've never heard it. I end up at a party. Okay, let's just start from boyfriend number one, okay. boyfriend number two. Okay. Boyfriend number one, first love, boyfriend number two, the one I broke up with 17 times. They both ended up going to the same college. So that's, I guess, how they had mutual Whoa. friends. Uh, actually, USC. <laughs> but they... I'm out one night and we go to an, a few of my friends go to like an after party at this guy's apartment and it's Nick Lopez like we told us on our podcast like we're like good friends right so we go there or we were at this point we go to this party we're all just hanging out whatever boyfriend number two walks out of the bedroom and is like wait why is my like ex-girlfriend here and my friends and I see him we're laughing so hard we're crying we're on the floor like what else do you do and then all the guys are like oh my god they're like kenzie kens kens because that's what boyfriend number one called me so then they clicked and Whoa. i know i swear to god they knew before like they 100 yeah. had to have known before idiots guys talk more than they than they say yeah they and these are friends he made after he broke up but i ended up at boyfriend number two's apartment with boyfriend number one's best friend and then we became friends after that yeah it was just like really something but Whoa. this is the stuff that happens to me often like i get myself in these situations i have no one to blame besides myself but honestly that's what you should be doing at 23 okay because i was 21 this was two years okay ago. but this oh is god. what like the types of things because yeah um like my friends tell have these like crazy stories too and they'll tell me and i'm like damn it sometimes i get a little jealous i'm yeah. like dang i want to be single and like doing all these fun things like going to all these after parties and but if you're like in a good relationship no you don't <laughs> like i don't want to be in a relationship at all right now but i think of just so many things or like even people being in really unhealthy like yeah situationships all the time whatever because of the like thrill i'm like i think that you might be better if you just like Totally. Either didn't do that or you like did the opposite. Totally. You know, like it might be better for you. Yes. Okay. So you mentioned um, just a second ago that you shouldn't be starting to date someone right when you move to a new city. Yeah. Let's talk about that because you moved to Dallas February 2020 and you moved to a new city and, and also you moved to LA here mm -hmm. from Texas. So any advice, other advice besides not dating right when you get there to meet new friends in a new city? Okay. So I feel like I'm I'm really outgoing. So, like, I literally talk to everyone. I don't <laughs> shut up. Like, that's, I think, why my job works. So I really do just talk to many people. But I will say, moving to L.A., I had an unfair advantage because I had so many influencer friends who also lived here. So I didn't move to a new city and not know anyone. Moving to back to Dallas, I grew up outside of Dallas. I have everyone I hang out with. I literally, like, the girl I hang out with the most, I went to elementary school with her. Like, mm -hmm. we are always together, and it's our friends from home and then their college friends. But I will say, all you have to do is just meet one person and they'll introduce you to all of their friends. And like, maybe that one person isn't going to be your best friend. Maybe yeah. it's who you meet through them. But I think people just need to be more open and hang out, even if like you're not immediately best friends. 
I think like you're that one person can lead you to another person can lead you to another person with that being said like literally dm a random person on instagram that you see them like uh, not that you see them that, like dm a random person on instagram that you see yeah that you feel like has similar interest whatever it's really not weird but i think people get so in their heads about it it's not weird at all but you have to be a friend to have a friend i say that all the time i love that so line don't complain about not having friends if you're not making any effort I love that. Yeah. And I think especially after college, friendships take effort. Friendships yes. are like relationships. They're like dating someone and you have to block out time to keep those relationships strong. You really do. You're not going to have friends if you're not going to put in any effort to them. Um, but I also think like you said, like you moved to LA with influencer friends. You're going to, no matter what industry you have, there's, there's coworkers as well. Mm -hmm. And when you reached out to me, you know, like you DM'd me and you're like, Hey, yeah. um, do you want to get together? I'm coming to LA, whatever. And so like, if you are just out there and I loved that you did that, mm -hmm. I love that also, you just reached out to me. Also mutual friends. That's yeah, my mutual friends. Yeah. But at the same time, if that person that you are messaging thinks it's weird, then that's on them. Yeah. And that's not the person you want to be friends with anyways. No. So you're fine. No, at all. Shoot your shot, guys. Shoot your shot. And if honestly, <laughs> Honestly, if you are in your 20s, I mean, a lot of people are looking for new friends. So you're yeah. not alone, especially people moving to new cities. It, it is really hard, though, after college. If you guys are in college right now and you're listening, um, it, it is so easy to keep friendships in college because they're down yes. the hall from you. They're and in your sorority. Well, something actually we're currently trying to find, like, more like guy friends that are not the guys <laughs> that we grew up with. Like, I love them so much. They're my favorite people in the world. They're not hopefully ever going to hear this. But it. We were talking about that too, because I'm like, okay, well, we normally meet people when we growing when we are going out or through other friends. Yeah. Which you go out more than you go to like a like the boat or something. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like so and so comes, and that's hard when you're trying to meet. Because I have such great girlfriends too, because I'm like, we actually legitimately just want friends. Like we don't, none of us really want to hook up with you, and like that is a part that's so that's hard. Difficult. Why is that so yeah. hard to make guy friends that you just don't want to hook up with? Yeah. It, it, it's never really happen for me i would I say i have so many guy friends from home but it's because i grew up with them yes exactly. it's not necessarily and i had a lot of friends in college but like out and about it's pretty much next to impossible and i'm like i actually like i know this is probably so hard for you to like get through your head but like i actually don't hook up with you <laughs> yeah so, i like, just want to be your yeah. friend and i'm like I'll, I'll i'm a great wing woman like it's not that it doesn't yeah. need to be that big of a deal um, and that's like pretty much, that's hard. Yeah. No, it, it's funny because when I first started dating my boyfriend, he has so many girlfriends, like so many. Mm -hmm. And at first I thought it was really weird. I was like, why do I have like not that many guy friends? Because like guys in LA just like don't really care to be your friend. Yeah. And so I found it kind of weird. And now I'm like, wow, I'm kind of jealous that like girls can just be your friend, but guys can't be my friend. Like what mm -hmm. the heck is up with that? I don't understand. It's really difficult. But I've gotten really lucky. Like, the guys that I grew up with are the best people ever. You have to know and them for I a very long them. time. Yeah, and I've known, literally, I've known them since I was between, like, 8 to 14 at the latest. Yeah. So I have an unfair advantage as far as, like, being friends. But even knowing them, they're not going out and making other girlfriends. So right. it's, like, that just is, oh. it's really difficult. Oh, well, that sounds like a nice, loyal group of friends, at least. Well, I mean, like, if they're meeting girls, they're not just being friends. <laughs> <laughs> what I, what sure, I mean, sure, sure. but yeah, you know. Okay, so tell me about your dating life right now. Oh, it's like not happening. You know, funny that you asked though. I, <laughs> yesterday, well, I'm on this like really strict, I'm not dating. Like I need a break. I love that, by the and way. And at first it was supposed to be until like September because one of my best friends turns 24 and she said she was going to start dating again when she's 24. So I said, that's fair. It's through the summer. It sounds good. Then Taylor Swift is re-releasing Red on, on November 19th. For my own personal mental health reasons, I can't even risk a breakup <laughs> before that. <laughs> so I'm not oh, dating. Oh my God. But I did see someone earlier today 
and I'm literally not giving any hints because it will be found, but I think I found love. Which is weird because I'm Ooh. heartless and I want absolutely nothing to do with anyone. Wait, so. wait, wait, wait. You saw somebody or you no, met somebody? No, like, I like met him. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, I'll follow up with you on that one. I mean, nothing's gonna happen because I'm on this like strict no dating thing. Okay, but I don't think you should. I okay. No, I know, but here's the thing. I I'm actually for the first time in my life, like even if I met um, the love of my life right now, I don't think that I would. Like I'm just mentally so far from that that okay. I can't. Well, then you know? I think you know that screams like you know timing is everything. Yeah. And if you're not ready, I do think setting like a September yeah. date. It's, I did that. I oh, did that. Really? Oh my god, I did that. So, okay, I'm kind of kidding when I say, but like, no, no I wasn't kidding. I did okay. do that. I mean, I'm kidding, but I, I'm probably gonna fall through. So, do I not do that? So basically, when I met my boyfriend, I met my boyfriend last summer, and I was thriving. I had the best t- summer of my life, and I was like, I'm so happy. Finally, over all my ex-boyfriends, finally so single and living, I said, I'm not going to date someone to 2021. I met him and we hit it off, had the best time ever. We went on a few dates and I said to his face, I'm not dating you till 2021. And he like kind of laughed at me and kind of was like, okay. We like kind of kept seeing each other. And then a week later, we became boyfriend and girlfriend. So sometimes you it's just kind of can't. My, no offense, but that's kind of my biggest fear right now. Yeah. Because I think that might happen to me. Yeah. And I'm a little bit worried. But honestly... If something happens, I guess it happens, but you have to be like the greatest thing to walk this earth at this point, and which should that. be how you have out. that perspective. Exactly. You're holding out. I just have so much fun with my friends all the time and I cannot imagine, I have no time for that. I That would take away from my friends, you know? Here's the thing. Okay. When you date someone like my ex who was so toxic that I didn't have time for my friends, that just means you're dating the wrong person. Okay, no, I don't mean it in the sense of I wouldn't have time for my friends. I'll always have time for my friends. I just mean I spend every single social second that I can with my friends. So realistically speaking, I would have to give some of that time to like yes, a boyfriend. You would. I yes, think you I'm would. just so far removed from like any sort of emotional feeling. I'm completely over everyone I've ever dated. I'm having so much fun being single that I can't imagine because I'm not hung up on anyone. I think I can't imagine developing feelings besides this morning when I fell in love you know, okay so well like, how amazing is that feeling to oh, not the best think feeling. about anyone there there's oh never God. a better feeling I wake up and I go to bed so much peace in my heart my mind I just I'm not I'm like not weighed down by anything nothing bothers <sighs> me oh it's beautiful you're not worried that he's going out on a Friday without you it's just a beautiful oh feeling. my gosh it is yeah. the best feeling and I truly think and and sometimes you know uh, if you're listening to this and you don't have that time to be alone and you find your soulmate, good for you. And I'm very happy for you. But I do <laughs> think that every girl should go through a period of her life so single that she doesn't think about one guy because she yes. knows exactly who she is. Also, I have been a relationship person up until this. Yeah. Not that I've always had boyfriends, but I have dated people long term. So I've I've done it. Like, I'm, not, I'm kidding when I say this stuff, kind of. But... It's just, you know, that's just not, I keep saying, like, that's not my journey right now. Yeah. Like, I'm kidding as I, I say that. that, but it's just, like, but not I'm not. <laughs> it's, like, not. I'm kidding, but I'm not. I'm, like, I'm not. Like, I love that, though. You can't. I love that you know exactly where you are. I really, yeah. really do. It's funny that you said that because I feel like I don't, but thank you. You know? <laughs> Actually, let's talk about that, too, because we were talking about this earlier, and especially in social media in your 20s, you can feel so lost in life. Yeah. And you can feel like you don't know what the hell you're doing, and you go through phases of life where you do think, or honestly, days and weeks, that you feel like you know exactly what you're doing, and you know you don't know what you're doing. Yes. And I love that, like, we can connect on the same page. I know I'm in my later 20s, and you're in your earlier 20s. I'm really <laughs> aging earlier. myself now. But it's true. No matter what age you are, too, you just, like, almost never really know exactly what you're doing. I think up until this past year, I've always been a full-time student. Then I was in college, and I also 
full-time like YouTube podcast all of that like I was so busy and I always you know at some point like I want to do other like business ventures but I think my life was just maybe more like laid out for me at that point even though it wasn't because I had like school and that was kind of like a safety net and now that I'm like graduated and I I'm so grateful for what I do, but it, there's like so many things that I can do. It almost is like overwhelming. And I've always been someone who's so sure of myself. And I finally like cracked, I think in like April. And I'm like, I have no idea who I am. I'm losing my mind, blah, blah, blah. Like I was like very extreme about it. I'm very dramatic. I do all things by reading. So I read a bunch of books on it and mm-hmm. I am, I have anxiety. So like uncertainty, which is your hard. entire twenties, by the way, yeah. not like my favorite thing in the world, but I've learned to like shift my perspective on it and be okay with it and not like put so much pressure on myself but at the same time it's not fun no wait, it's not fun at all I, I do think gosh that sounds so cliche like there's there's fun in the journey you're like yeah. you know whatever that quote not is. not knowing is, and yeah. uncertainty is actually really cool though you know i what agree I mean? and, but i also disagree like that's the yes. thing but i totally agree I totally agree. And in our industry, I think that not knowing what you're going to do is totally okay because imagine Charlie D'Amelio or Addison Rae two years ago if they were like not as young as they are being like, I don't know what I'm doing with my life. There's always new platforms coming up. There's new products. There's new technologies. There's new things coming up literally every single day in our age group and like our day and age. And so it's like you almost can't know what you're doing next because there's going to be something new. That's what I used to say before I had this freak out too, which is something I should have reminded myself of months ago. But yeah, I'm like, my job didn't even exist a few years. Like what I'm doing now didn't even exist, uh, whatever. So how am I supposed to know? How are you supposed to know? know? And you get asked like, what is your end goal with your podcast? What is your end goal? Are you going to, what product are you going to create? And like, what's your five year plan? It's like, you don't need to know that. You don't Especially even know, you in know digital years old. because things yes. change every day. Change yeah. every single day. And like you said, you monetize in so many different ways. Um, and so the whole five-year plan is just bullshit in my opinion. It's not my vibe. It's, it's not, not my vibe. journey. It's not my journey. <laughs> it's not, not my for journey. Me. It's not for me. It's not for me. Okay, on that note, actually, we are going to uh, go into a segment called Mood Boosting Mantra. Where basically you say a mantra or a quote or something that like rings true and like how you go about your work day or relationships or just anything that comes to mind when I first say like mood boosting mantra. Something I always say is hold everything with an open hand, Mm. which is kind of what we were talking about before. So whatever it is in your life, like don't hold, don't cling to it. Like if you cling or like even like literally physically looking at a hand and you're holding something, you're suffocating it. So allowing yourself to like change and evolve too, especially with... We were talking about this before. I'm like, yeah, I dated this guy for so long and I thought that's what I wanted. I was in another situation and I was like, that's way more of what I want. But it would have never in a million... The guy had to beg me to even date him. Like, (laughs) I would have never known that had I finally been like, oh, I'm not going to be like so tunnel vision anymore. And that's really helped me. So whatever that is, like whether it's work, you know, I didn't like start thinking I was going to like do a podcast and now my podcast is like my, what I care about the most. And just like living life with an open hand, I think is important. I really, really, really love that. And I, I didn't make it on that. myself, but yeah. No, but I needed to hear that right now, especially because being able to let go of something can um, make you realize how much more you need in life or when the next best thing that's going to come to you as well. So I really like that. It also goes for like not holding a grudge against other people too. Yeah. Oh, I, I don't do that at all. Yeah. It, it holds way too much in your heart. Mm-hmm. And to hold a grudge is actually worse for you than it is to the other person. Yeah. 
I can't hold yeah. a grudge. Dang. Well, I, I think that. I just go, I just maybe don't care enough either, but like I just can't hold a grudge. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I wish I was on that Dude. page. Well, thank you so much for having me on the so show. Um, you're freaking incredible and I love your personality thank so you. much. Where can everyone find you? Kenzie Elizabeth on like pretty much every platform. YouTube, Instagram, Twitter. My podcast is I Love You So Much with Conceal Swiss. Love that. By the way, how do you think of that name? I, I, I don't it. know. I like hate it now. So that's why I was no, like. No, I love it. I really, really like it. Well, it started because I like, you know, I don't shut up. So like, I think everyone's like a best friend. Um, honestly, the real thing was like, oh, ILYSM is good for branding. But also, I like the whole premise of the show is like I was having people on that I like love. And it's like, oh, gross, I love figure. that. Well, um, before we go, I also uh, forgot. I, I really, really like your outfit right now. And I feel like you just like elevated a like unbasic dress. Uh, for anyone not um, uh, video watching right now and just listening, she is like looking just so freaking cute. So any, Thanks. and you're very into fashion. So any yeah. just like quick, simple tips to up your fashion game. Okay. Blazers are so in right now. I can't really wear them in Texas right now because it's so it's hot. So hot. Um, at night, I will. Adding a blazer to any outfit, even if it's like, the athleisure wear like you could wear a blazer with that yeah would like it dresses it up a lot and it just like adds something to the outfit and i'm really big into jewelry recently though and i love purses i always joke that i like came out of the womb wearing a juicy tracksuit like i am whatever so i bought all of these i bought two i think three um like old vintage like juicy bags like Did so really? stupid i'll show you photos but like i get so many compliments so on gen them. z of you no it's so gen <laughs> z of me and then um i recently have been getting a lot more into like color and stuff so like i'm accessories blazers purses shoes like i think it's all in your accessories i agree and and when you're wearing right now you're matching your blazer to your dress and your purse yeah i like color blocking and chocolate brown's my favorite color so it's easier for me because so many of my color or my clothes are that color and i'm really into pink now randomly so color blocking what does that mean sorry i'm not in fashion a color blocking i think actually technically means you wear different colors and it's just one color i'm pretty sure so i think i said that wrong but i just like monochromatic Got it. Okay. All the cool. same color. Good to know. I need to up my game because I feel like I definitely, I'm wearing a little body jumpsuit right now. It's really like I could, cute. It's I could vintage. Wear, I could wear a blazer with this and just up my game a little there bit. There you go. So thank you. Thank you, Kenzie. Thank you so <laughs> thank much for coming you. on. And also make sure to check out her podcast. Um, I was on it. I love you so much. And yeah, I will see you guys next week. Bye.